0: Good morning. Good morning. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday morning so far. Welcome to the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy here, Eddie D. With you Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And hope that you guys are having a fantastic Tuesday thus far. Uh, We are so grateful to be a part of your morning drive, your morning routine, uh, whatever it is that you're doing at 6 a.m. And hope that we're able to just inspire you and give you um, some insight into the world of Christianity. Um, hope that we're able to inspire um, you to want to follow Christ or just to edify you if you are already in Christ. We're grateful and take this opportunity just to thank God for all that he's done, all that he's doing, and all that he is going to do. I'm going to start off with a word of prayer and then we're going to jump into our first topic of the morning. Feel free to drop down in that comment box with any questions or concerns that you may have. um, And just remember to keep it classy in the chat box. Heavenly Father, we come before you saying thank you for another blessed day in your presence. God, we're just grateful that you give us this opportunity to worship you in spirit and truth. We ask, Lord God, that the words that come from our mouths be none of me and all of thee. We ask, Lord God, that you just touch someone's heart and touch someone's soul uh, with the words that are being saying said on today. We're asking, Lord God, that you just uh, inspire someone to want to grow closer to you, uh, whether for the first time. Whether for the hundredth time, Lord God, we're just asking that you just draw us nearer to you, draw us nearer to your throne of grace. And God, we're just so grateful uh, for all the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us, Lord God. And we thank your Son, Jesus Christ, for paving the way for us all to be able to broker peace with you through his life, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and future return. We are so grateful. Um, and we give your name all praise, glory, and honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, To start off today, we're going to be talking out of Galatians chapter 1. And we're going to start our conversation off um, in that book. Um, Give me one second to get there. Um, Starting at verse number 6 of Galatians chapter 1, Paul wrote this letter to the Galatian church. And this is the words that he said there. As we have said before, so I now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. And now I want to turn to the book of Matthew. Verse number three of chapter 24 For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Further down, verse number 23 says this, Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, Look, he is in the wilderness, do not go. If if they say, Look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. I'm reading a book by A.W. Tozer called Delighting in God. This nifty little book that is shining super duper bright in the light. So I hope you guys can see it. Um, And in it, I was reading um, um, in the chapter called The Perception of Our Relationship with God. Um, There was something that he said in here that was that was really profound to me. As soon as I find it again, I'm going to read it to you. He says, I do not think there is such a word as basicality. I made it up. But if there is not such a word, there ought to be. What I mean is that Jesus Christ is basic to the church. He is underneath it, and the whole redeemed company rests on the Lord Jesus Christ. I think I might be able to go around the world and simply cry, Christ is enough. What weakens us in evangelical circles is that we put a plus sign after Christ. Christ plus something else. Uh, It is always the pluses that ruin our spiritual lives. It is always the additions or the additives as we say now that weaken the church. Remember that God has declared His Son Christ is sufficient. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. He is the wisdom of God and the power of God that gathers onto himself all things. And in him all things consist so that we do not want Jesus Christ plus something else or Jesus Christ and something else. We must must never put an and after Christ, waiting for something else, or Christ with a dash leading to something else. We must preach Christ, for Christ is enough. We of the evangelical faith, which is, I believe, and have always believed to be the faith of our fathers and the biblical faith, should not put put Christ plus science, or Christ plus philosophy, or christ Plus psychology, or Christ plus edu- plus education, or Christ plus anything else, but Christ alone. These other things may have their place and be used, um, just as you can throw sand into vats where they are making glass, and it will all melt. We can all we can use all these things, but we are not leaning on any of them. We are resting on Him who is basic to the faith of our fathers. Then we have the word preeminent, that Christ might be preeminent and placed above all things. Let us think of Jesus Christ above all things, underneath all things, outside of all things, and inside of all things. He is above all things, but not pushed up. He is beneath all things, but not pressed down. He is outside of all things, but not excluded, and inside, but not confined. He is above all presiding, beneath all upholding, outside of all embracing, and inside of all building. We are committed to Jesus Christ, our Lord, alone. Our relationship to Christ is all that matters, really. I believe that a true Christian's faith is an attachment to the person of Christ in total commitment to Him, man. When I read those words yesterday, I about shouted all over that um that treadmill over there, uh, because in those words, the um, A.W. Tozer is is saying to us that when we declare that we belong to God, we are pledging absolute allegiance and affection to Him, and a lot of our um a lot of our um, churches and a lot of our pastors are, have fallen away from preaching Christ alone. Uh, good to see you this morning, Rennell. Glad I'm glad that you're here this morning. Hope that you stick around. Um, we, 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 tend to, we tend to fall away from our relationship with Christ In favor of other things and in favor of other topics and in favor of other, you know, um, context that we want to that we want to use in order to hype up a crowd or whether to draw people in and we've fallen away from preaching Jesus and Jesus alone as if Jesus is not enough. Now, we know that we have to preach to a particular context and we have to teach to a particular set of people and we have to recognize the, the, the audience in which we are presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to. And so we always have to be mindful. We always have to be mindful. Thank you so much, um, Onesimus. I appreciate you. Um, we always have to consider and, and, and understand and recognize that Um, We always have to understand and recognize the people in which we are talking to, the context in which we are preaching to, the people that we are delivering the gospel of Jesus Christ to. We always got to remember who we are giving the gospel of Jesus Christ to and, and consider the context in which we are preaching the gospel. Nevertheless, we cannot preach something else as if something else is preeminent to Christ. We cannot treat Christ as an add-on to our lives for when we preach Jesus we are saying that Jesus is the only thing that matters that he is the, the the most important thing that can ever be attached to our lives and once we declare that he is lord that he is Christ that he is the one we are saying that he is it he is the foundation he is the house he is in the rooms He is the furniture. He is everything that that, that matters to us. He is not just an add-on to our lives. But far too often in the world that we live in today, more so than in any other generation, uh, we tend to uh, just apply Christ to the lives that we want to live rather than Christ being the life that we live. We got to remember that when we say yes to Christ, we are dying to ourselves. We are dying to our lives. We're dying to our agenda. And because of that, we preach and teach nothing else but Jesus. We live out nothing else but Jesus. And now, you know, people have an assumption that when we talk about, you know, living a living a life sold out for Christ, that it's all about just being in church 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days of the year. That is not what Christ is prescribing for us to do unless that's a specific thing that he's calling you as an individual to do, to live out your life in a church. If that's the case, then do what you do. But he is saying that we are to pattern our lives in such a way to where we are glorifying God in everything that we say and do and making Christ the the uppermost of our affections, the uppermost of our attention, and the uppermost of our agendas. Everywhere that we go. And in doing so, we are putting our faith in no other good news. Uh, Which brings us back to Galatians chapter 1. And then no other other chosen one, which takes us to Matthew chapter 23. I'm going to read Galatians again so that we can have an understanding of what we're talking about. Galatians chapter 1 starting at verse 6 again says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you into the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. A lot of times we don't consider the fact that there there are different good newses out there that are saying that this is the way to peace. This is the way to joy. This is the way to love. This is the way to hope. This is the way to satisfaction. This is the way to um to financial wealth. This is the way to to um to being glorified. This is the way to have your name known. This is the way to be popular. This is the way to, you know, to 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 get rich. This is that we see all these different ways of all these different attempts at trying to make our hearts you know, feel like we're getting, we're getting somewhere in life and that we're doing the things that we want to do and that we're, we are somebody and that you know, we matter in this world. If you go to any bookstore, the number one book bestsellers are always going to be your self-help books because people are always looking for the next way, the next approach, the next thing that's going to get them where they want to be. I was doing therapy with a client yesterday, and all he kept saying over and over again is that I need to be a better version of myself. I need to be a better version of myself. I need to be a better version of myself. And I asked him the question, you know, what you know, what do you think you need to be doing? In in order to love yourself? What do you think you need to be doing in order to feel like you matter in this world? What do you feel like you need to be doing in order to care about yourself? When you strip away your accomplishments and strip away your achievements, what is there left of you that you love, that you care about, that you enjoy? And he was able to boil it down and say, well, I do have a lot of character traits. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. That is who you ought to love regardless of where you are in this life. But you're making yourself you want you want to be somebody so badly that you're trying to find the next thing, trying to find the next um intervention, trying to find the next idea, trying to find the next concept that is the good news that's going to make you the person that you wanna be. And every two or three years, there's this next best thing that's out there that's gonna be the thing that's gonna make me better, make me new, make me feel like I'm the greatest thing that's ever happened in this world. And And Christ is telling us through the words of Paul, there is no other good news except the good news of Jesus Christ, which is that salvation has come. Redemption has come. Peace with God has come. Renewal of our um, of our stance. In place as the image bearers of God has come, that if we want to be the children of God, which is one of the greatest titles we could ever hold, if we want to be the sons and daughters of God, if we want to be the heirs of God, the joint heirs with Christ, if we want to be the chosen race, the royal priesthood, if we want to be the image bearers of God, that has come through Christ Jesus. That is the gospel. That peace has been brokered so that we don't have to descend down into hell and can enter into the kingdom of heaven with, with with Christ and with God if we repent and believe. That is the good news, and that is the only good news that's gonna save our souls. No amount of self help books, no amount of, you know, trauma bond books, no no amount of um, you know, um personality tests or no amount of um, you know, listening to, to, to our favorite R&B and artists or no amount of watching CNN or watching Fox News or any of that type of stuff, none of them are going to give us the good news that's going to save our souls. They may It may help us to get rich, but all our money is not going to save our souls. It may help us to become popular, but it's not that popularity is not going to help to save our souls. It may help us to get a relationship and get booed up with somebody, but that relationship is not going to save our souls. may find a way to. To help you to get to get you to where you want to be um, in terms of geographic location or anything of the sort, but it's not going to do anything to satisfy the longings of the soul. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ can do that. Only the good news that Christ has come is going to is going to give us that, which leads us then to again Matthew chapter twenty-three. Well, Matthew chapter twenty-three tells us. That we have to be wary of the false Christ that are out there that are trying to turn us away from the Lord. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 24, not 23. Matthew chapter 24. Um, in verse number 4, he says, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And they will lead many astray. And then in verse 23, he says, Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ. Or, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, look, he's in the wilderness, do not go. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. And what he's saying to us there is that <clears throat> we, what, we, what we tend to do is we tend to think that with what he's saying is that there's somebody who's going to come out there and say, I'm Jesus, I'm the Christ. But that's not what he's saying, although that's part of it. we got to remember that the word Christ by itself means chosen one, means the one. And there are a lot of people out there that are pumping themselves up to say that they are the one who has all the answers to the questions. They are the ones who feel like they've got it all together. They have figured out the code. They have cracked the code on life. And if you follow them and buy their book for 1999 and go on their retreats and all that stuff you you too can have the secrets to the kingdom and you too can be you know can can finally be free and rid of all of your problems and all of your struggles and all of your heartache and all of your pain and finally be delivered from all of that stuff and Christ is saying to us be wary of those who call themselves the chosen one be wary of the one that tells you that they got all the answers, that they got it all together, that they that they cracked the code and want to give you the code. Because if they are not anchored in Jesus and if they're not declaring that the code is in Jesus, then they are going to turn you away from what we know to be true, from what we know to be the truth about Christ and the truth about God and the truth about what he's passed along to us. We have to be ever so careful that we don't minimize our view of God, that we don't minimize our view of Jesus Christ. Jesus has to be both uh, preeminent and he has to be as um as um as A.W. Tozer said, he has to be central and basic to our lives. Like if we if we move away to a different gospel or try to add something to Jesus Is if adding something to him is going to be the key to salvation, the key to sanctification, the key to our growth, the key to our peace, the key to our joy, then we're saying that Christ is not enough. And Christ came to declare himself enough, more than any other thing in this world. And as a result, he is both above all things, beneath all things. Inside all things and outside of all things. And we, as the people of God, have to be ever so careful that we are not falling victim to any other doctrine, to any other gospel other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that we're preaching no other gospel but the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um... As a personal note, one of the reasons why, you know, I, my platform here on TikTok changed so many times is because I've, I was trying to figure out what is it that I want to give to the people? What is it that I want to say to the people? And I've, and I've been all over the place, you know, with with between the therapy stuff, between wanting to talk about news, wanting to talk about this, that, and the third, but God kept stirring up in me saying, man, no, th- th- these they people need, we need Jesus. We all need Jesus. We all need. The, we all need the Savior. Talk about that. Preach about that. Teach about that. Share that with your people. Share that with your platform. And as a result, I got off of all the other stuff. And mind you, I still talk about it every now and then. If you've been watching the show, which are on Monday through Friday, six a.m. to eight a.m. Eastern Standard Time, here at the True Gospel Morning Show. But, um, but you know, what, what's preeminent is Jesus Christ. There is no other gospel. There is no other good news. There is nothing else that's going to satisfy the longings of the soul. Yeah, we may be able to help you fix your finances, but are we going to help you fix the longings of your soul? We may be able to fix you know your broken relationships but are we able to satisfy, are we able to give you something that's going to satisfy the longings of the soul we may be able to give you you know seven ways to to, to break through the financial free to, to financial freedom but are we going to help you with the to satisfy the longings of the soul because at the end of the day Christ said himself heaven and earth is going to pass away heaven and earth is going to be gone and at the and at, when when all that's gone all that's going to be left is our souls and our souls have an eternal home, whether it's going to be living eternally with the Lord or living eternally in hell in the absence of the Lord. But one way or another, we have a place that we're going to. We have some place that we're headed, and that is what matters the most. And so we give this good news. We give the good news of the gospel to let everyone know you have a heaven, you have a hell that 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 is real and that you are going to one of these days. And we would be remiss to not share that with you so that you know beyond the shadow of a doubt where you're headed where you're going one two and you can make up your mind who you who who you want to follow and again we not we not out here trying to you know force anybody to to feel a certain way about Jesus. You feel how you want to feel about the Lord, but we're just grateful that he gives us this opportunity to be able to share the goodness of who he is and all that he's done for us because we love him so much and we love y'all and we love ourselves because he first loved us so much so that he gave us life on a cross when he didn't have to do that. But he did it because because he loved us so much and wanted to broker peace for us that he got on the cross and died and rose again that we may have eternal life. And so we start. So again, we're just starting off this morning to, you know, to say to all of us today, we as the people of God, we have to make sure we have to be sure that the God that we worship and the God that we serve, that we are raising him as high as we possibly can. We make him the uppermost of our affections, the uppermost of our attention, the uppermost of our allegiance in such a way to where we are able to share this good news with others and nothing else. That Yes, we, 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 well, we haven't cracked the code. Christ has revealed the code to us. But, you know, but we're not sharing anything else that's going to satisfy the longings of the soul. Yeah, we got some business knowledge, but if we're talking about the longings of the soul, we're going to te- we teach you about some Jesus. Yes, we may have some philosophical aspirations and, 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 and thoughts, and we may be able to, you know, talk philosophic all day long. But when it comes to the longings of the soul, all we know is Jesus. We may know, you know, how to, you know, get a man and how to get a woman and that sort of thing. But when it talks about the longings of the soul, we, we, we preach in Jesus. We preach in Jesus and in the in the talking about the Lord we watch how He permeates throughout all of creation all of the things that we have going on in our lives, how God can fix our relationships how God can help us with our finances how God can help us you know on our jobs how God can you know help us in our you know family relationships how God can help us you know in our leisure time how God can help us in all these different facets and areas of our lives um, but we don't preach those things absent of Jesus Christ Jesus has to be in all above all through all and underneath all and as a result we the people of God can preach no other gospel there is nothing else that can bring us salvation there is nothing else that can satisfy the longings of the soul Again, you know, we can have all the money in the world. We can have all the sex in the world. We can have all the relationships in the world. We can have, you know, the best, you know, husbands, the best wives. We can have the best kids. You know, we can have all these things. We can have the best jobs, best careers, best homes, best cars, all that stuff. We can be the most popular people in the world. We could everybody can know our names. Uh we could sell out crowds, you know, everywhere that we go. You know, we could be on TikTok and have hundreds of hundreds of thousands of fans and you know and they can be giving us money and giving us gifts and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, none of those things can satisfy the longings of the soul. Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes talks about this heavily when he says, you know, man, all this is vanity. All this is meaningless, all this is pointless. You know, I, I got all the money in the world, it's pointless. I got all the honeys in the world, it's pointless. I got all the uh, monuments in the world, it's pointless. I've done all this philanthropic work, it's all pointless. Everything is pointless. Like, I did all this stuff, and at the end of the day, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Hashtag you 2 And so, at the end of the day, you know, we can do all these things. We can have all this, we can amass all this wealth, we can have all this glory, We can do all these things, but at the end of the day, none of it can satisfy the longings of the soul. And we got to be ever so careful that we're not giving people all of these other things as if those are the things that will satisfy the longings of the soul because they won't. And if we're not careful, we can lead people astray thinking that other things can satisfy those longings when they can't. And we'll be, we'll be led astray ourselves thinking that those things are meant to satisfy and they can't. And so, again, we're saying all that to say, be wary of people who are saying that this is the good news that's going to give your soul peace. Because, again, there's no self-help book that's going to give you peace the way that Jesus can there's, there's no there's no there's no um, Oprah's book club book that's gonna give you the longings to your soul It's going to satisfy the longings of your soul the way that Jesus can. There's no Netflix show that you can watch that's gonna get, that's gonna satisfy the longings of your soul the way that Jesus can. There's no sports, you know, arena that's gonna satisfy the longings of your soul. There's no sports team that's gonna satisfy the longings of your soul the way that Jesus can. There's, there, there's no relationship that's gonna satisfy it. There's no child that's gonna satisfy it. There's no, there's nothing in this world that's gonna satisfy the longings of your soul the way that Jesus can. And so we got to be ever so careful that we're not being duped into thinking that there's a, another gospel, there's another good news out there that's going to satisfy the longings of the soul. And if anybody's telling you I cracked the code, I got, I, I'm, I got it. Like hey, you follow me, I got it. Look, my, uh, l- listen, pay attention to who you're following on TikTok. I'm not knocking nobody for for their hustle. Do what you do. But be wary of who you're following on TikTok because who you follow on TikTok will influence you more than you think, more than you think. We think that is all gravy and just entertainment, but a lot of these influencers are doing exactly what they're what they're meant to do, influencing. And if we're not careful, we will end up adopting doctrines that are contrary to the word of God that are contrary to Jesus and what he's accomplished for us that are contrary to God's agenda in the world because it sounds so good to us like this 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 social media game is serious You know, it it, it can be utilized for a lot of good and sometimes it can provide mindless entertainment, which is all well and good. You know, I'm not knocking anybody again for doing what you do because, hey, hey, you know, I do the same thing. I I, I watch it, you know, and I, I get my get my laughs on. I get entertained. I get inspired all day long. But I but I have to recognize and watch my ear gates and watch my eye gates to be sure that I'm not being influenced or impacted by anybody or anything. Um, that I'm watching on these social media sites, especially TikTok, because... If we're not careful, we will become indoctrinated into what they are saying and believe that they are the chosen ones. We will we will wait and, um, for the next day for the next thing that they put out there so I can hear what they have to say because I'm because I'm following them and not following Jesus, you know. And again, you know, I'm not again not saying not to follow your to, to, to listen to your people, but be careful that you're not adopting the things that they're saying as if what they're saying is the truth. If it's not. If it's not applicable to the gospel of Jesus Christ, if the Gospel's not being preached, if the gospel's not being taught, and there's no way to take what they're saying and, and 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 Christ can become preeminent over that thing, be careful of what you're listening to. Again, you got a lot of people who are on here now that are talking relationships, that are talking wanting to be with a man, wanting to, you know, get a man, wanting to get a woman, and you know, wanting to be, you know, um a boss B or wanting to be a high value man, and they're adopting all these things from all these people that are saying these things and they're trying to and they're thinking that this is the key. This is the key. This is what. This is how. What I, what I need to do to get a woman. This is what I need to do to get a man. This is what I need to be. You need. I need to, to order to do this. I had the same guy that I was talking to um the other day. He was um he was saying to me, yeah man, I gotta have a high career. I gotta have a good. I gotta have a good car. I gotta got a good. Gotta have a good house. Gotta have all these things if I'm gonna be you know valued by somebody. And I said, who told you that? Where did you get that from? That didn't come from you. Where did you get that from? What TikTok influencer were you listening to that told you that in order for you to be successful in life, you got to have all those things? What what influencer told you that in order to be in a successful relationship, you have to have all these things? Now, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you know, be you know, be a broke buster and do nothing. But I'm, but I'm also the same one who was struggling in his career the entire time that he that he was with his um his his girlfriend now wife and we struggled for a long time before we finally got on our feet and finally found our careers and finally found you know the success that we wanted in life you know and we're still going strong 15 years deep hashtag love you Nicole you know. And so, you know, it's not a guarantee that just because you have a successful career means that you are now in position to have a successful relationship. Just because you have a, a, a nice car and you got a fat crib does not does not equate to being able to be successful in a relationship. Now, again, I'm not saying don't do anything, but I'm also saying that we can't put ourselves in a box but we put ourselves in these boxes because we're listening to these people and they're influencing us to act a certain way in order to be a certain thing in order to put ourselves in a certain position to gain what we really what our heart truly is seek what our hearts are truly seeking after and because of that, we are nullifying Christ and all that he's accomplished for us and all that he has done for us and all that he is doing within us and we're not asking him what do you need me to do? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to live? Where, you know? How do you want me to serve in such a way to where I'm able to be all that you want me to be? And because, that, again, of who we're listening to and who's impacting us on our social media, we are being influenced by these people. And as a result of that, they're getting all of the time, attention, and, and, the, and the dollars and everything, you know, that we're, that we're handing to them while simultaneously we're walking around, you know, busted up, trying to, you know, going six different ways to Sunday, uh, spiritually schizophrenic in our minds and our hearts and spiritually, you know, bipolar because we don't know which way to go, you know, to try to become whatever it is that we want to be in our souls. So we don't have peace. We don't have joy. We don't have hope. We don't have any of the fruit of the Spirit really resonating in our hearts in such a way to where we have joy and peace, regardless of where we're at, because we're trying to be like what we hear our influencers, what we hear our what our influencers are saying. Somebody said it like this yesterday. <clears throat> We listen to Sierra, we listen to Beyonce, we listen to um to, to Nicki Minaj, we listen to um to, to Cardi B, we listen to Kiki Palmer, and all of them talk to you know to women in particular about you know you know single we don't need no man, and yet these same ones got husbands, these same ones got boyfriends, same ones are living with their baby daddies and establishing families, and you know they're 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 living then they're doing their thing in fidelity, you know, in space, fidelity to their relationships, but then again are getting on these platforms talking about you don't need no man, go get your bag, you don't need no man, and it's like, dude, why are y'all listening to them? Because if you look at the lives that they're living, they are living contrary to the message that they're giving you, but because they know that they'll give them the money, that y'all gonna give give them your money and go to their concerts, and go and go but get all their on um, get all their on um, their swag because I don't need a man I don't need a man I can get that bag I can get that bag they know if I keep pushing that message out there they going to keep giving me their money because the second they start talking about fidelity or the second they start talking about love the second they start talking about relationships I don't know I I ain't with that I ain't with that but that's and that's what we're allowing to influence us We're allowing them to influence us. They know what to say to us in order to keep us, you know, keep us locked in. And meanwhile, they're living their best life with their husbands, living their best lives in their relationships, living their best lives with their baby daddies, you know, and and, and having and living the best living their best life off the backs of a message that they don't even uh, don't even adopt. But we'll be so quick to listen to them to put their songs in our backgrounds of our TikTok videos while we're showing chest or doing whatever we do, you know, and we'll and we'll go to their concerts and buy all their stuff up. And as a result, we're making them rich and we're being influenced to live lives contrary to what we say we believe in. So again and again, I'm talking to believers. I ain't talking to the unbelievers. I'm talking to the believers. The ones who say they ride and die, they ride and die with Jesus. These are the ones I'm talking to. So again, I'm saying all of that to say, we, as the people of God, have to be ever so careful that our perception of Jesus is not diminished. That we make Christ preeminent above all. Preeminent below all. Preeminent inside all. Preeminent outside of all. Christ is above, beneath, and Outside and inside of everything, when it comes to our relationship with Him and what He means to us, He's got to be so big that nothing else can get in there. Nothing else can get in there. Thank you, Dez. I appreciate that. That nothing else can get in there. We, God has to be so big in our lives that there is nothing else that can that can that we will allow to try to satisfy the longings of our souls. And trust the Christ are coming. They're already here. They're going to try. You know, the, the, the get-rich-quick schemes are going to try. The self-help books are going to try. You know, the, 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 the music that we listen to is going to try. It's going to try to tell us, no, this, this it's this one thing you're missing, this one thing that you're missing. And Christ is like, don't listen to that. Don't, don't, don't pay attention to that. I got, if I got your ear, don't, don't pay attention to that. I am all you need. To satisfy the longings of your soul. I'm not saying don't get married. I'm not saying don't look for a relationship. I'm not saying don't look for a job. I'm not saying, you know, to not try to be successful in your life. I'm not saying to not try to get your house. I'm not trying to say. I'm not saying none of that. Go get yours. But don't let the pursuit of those things become the the, the, the sole pursuit of your life. Pursue Jesus. It says, seek the kingdom of God, and first in all His righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Again, you know, he's saying, he's saying, I'm, he ain't he's not saying that he's going to give you a fat house, you know, if you've served me. So let me, get, so let me put that out there. This is not prosperity gospel doctrine, okay? But what he's saying is seek him. Put your focus and energy on him. Make him preeminent in your life. Make him the uppermost. And all these other things that people worry about. Are anxious about like oh my god where am I gonna work oh my god where am I gonna live oh my god where am I like don't worry about that so much so to where you make that your 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 life's pursuit make that your life's mission because you you because at the end of the day you can have everything in the world and then be sitting like um sitting like Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes saying meaningless vanity pointless this is all po- matter of fact. Let's go and hear what he has to say ourselves. Oh Solomon, we need your need your attention, sir. We've been called to attention, my brother. And I'm just going to read the first chapter. just going to read the first chapter. He said, the words of the preacher, talking talking about Solomon, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. I don't know why I just went into British, but I like it, so we're going to go with it. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes. But the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes to the north. Around and around goes the wind and on its circuits the wind returns. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. To the place where streams flow, there they flow again. All things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing nor the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, see, this is new? It has been already in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of the former things, nor will there be any remembrance of the latter things yet to be among those who come after. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel in Jerusalem. And I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. I have seen everything that is done under the sun. And behold, it is all vanity and a striving after wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight. And what is lacking cannot be counted. I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom surpassing all who were over Jerusalem before me. And my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I applied my heart to no wisdom and to no madness and folly. I perceived that this is also but a striving after wind. But in much wisdom is much vexation. And he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. I'm going to read a little bit more in chapter 2. I said in my heart, come now. I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. But behold, this was also vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of pleasure, what use is it? I searched with my whole heart how to cheer my body with wine, and my heart still guiding me with wisdom, and how to lay hold on to folly, till I might see what was good for the children of man to do under heaven during the few years of their life. I made great works, I built houses, and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted them in all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest for growing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had slaves who were born in my house. I also had great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces. I got singers, both men and women, and many concubines, the delights of the sons of man. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me, and whatever my eyes desired I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done, and the toil I had expended in doing it, and behold, all was vanity and a striving after wind. And there was nothing to be gained under the sun. This dude said, I undid did everything. Everything. And it was all meaningless. Pointless. I gained all the money in the world. Pointless. I had every woman you could think of. Big, bad, skinny, fat. Um, Big, bootied. Big breasted, little booty, little breasted, meaningless. Long hair, short hair, meaningless. I pursued every great work you can think of, meaningless. I had all the philosophy in the world, meaningless. I had the biggest house on the hill, the biggest castle you could think of, meaningless. I was the smartest man on earth, meaningless. Had several kids, meaningless. All this stuff I did, all this stuff I amassed, all this stuff I accomplished, I had herds and cattle for days. I could eat for the next 60,000 years. Meaningless. No one could surpass me. It was all meaningless. Why is it all meaningless? Because I found at the end of the day that if I don't have the Lord, which he goes to at the very end of the Ecclesiastes, if I don't have the Lord, then it's all for nothing. He says in Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. <clears throat> he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out, find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. God Designed us as humans with a big gaping hole in the middle of our souls. And that gaping hole can only be filled with something eternal. These false gospels and these false chosen ones, these false Christs out here, they are promising to fill the longing of our soul. The eternity that is wrought within our souls. Nothing can satisfy the longing of the soul. Nothing can satisfy the gaping hole that God has put there. And he put it there so that we would be reminded that we are not fully human without the Lord. We cannot be fully human without Jesus because we need him to satisfy the big gaping hole in the middle of our souls. There's no amount of money that can do it. There's no fast car that can do it. There's no great house that can do it. There's no stocked fridge that can do it. There's no vacation that can do it. There's no fine honey that can do it. There's no fine man that can do it. There's no great child that can do it. There's no great accomplishment that can do it. There's no great career that can do it. There's no great philosophy that can do it. There's no, you know not even... Working out your childhood traumas can do it. No, no, no. There's no good. There's no book that's gonna get it. That's gonna get it done for you. There's no. Um. There's no amount of good works that you can do. There's no. You know. There's no works that you can works that you can do in the church. And by, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Works you can do in the church in terms of serving the church. then none my no. There's no amount of that that's gonna solve the longing of the soul. You can be in church for 50 years and still go to hell. Okay. So there's no amount of church work that can do it. There's no amount of, you know, uh, working, you know, trying to balance the scales. I did all this wrong. So let me do all this good to balance the scales. No amount of scale balancing that's going to do it. The only thing that can satisfy the longings of the soul is Jesus. And Jesus, the Christ, has come. He lived the life that we couldn't live died the death that we deserved, descended into the place of no return, grabbed the keys to hell, and ran up out of there three, on the third day, ascended, and, and rose, rose again, ascended into heaven, and is coming back again for us. And in that, he secured our salvation. He brokered our peace with God. He brokered the having the longings of our souls filled absolutely free. All he asks for is repentance and belief, denouncing anything else that we may put above him, saying, I declare I'm not putting anything else above you, and I'm turning my face towards you. I am literally turning away from my sin, turning away from my evilness, turning away from the things that are not like you, and turning my face into yours, putting my face in your face, and I am declaring that I am putting you uppermost. I'm pledging allegiance to you. And I'm giving all my affections to you. You are uppermost in my affections. And uppermost in my allegiances. And because of everything that you said. Everything that you've done. Now, I, I'm, I, everything that you say. And everything that you do. I'm believing in it. I'm pushing all my chips in. You are the good news. You are the Christ. You are the living Savior. You are everything that I need. And nothing else can satisfy the longings of the soul nothing else can bring me peace nothing else can bring me joy nothing else can bring me the um any, anything and i and and, and it be everlasting because again having money feels good for a while but it only feels good for a while sex feels good for a moment but it only feels good for a moment Having a great relationship feels good sometimes, but relationships fall apart every now and then. They start to, you know, see some chinks in the armor every now and then. One day you're the hero on the job. The next day you're the villain. I, I couldn't stand my job when I was working at the prison. Because one day I'm the hero, the next day I'm the villain. Even, but even in the, the job I'm working now, some of my clients think I'm the best thing slice, since, slice, since sliced bread. Other times they think I'm the scum of the universe. Job can't satisfy the longings of the soul. There's no job that can do it. Nothing in this world can satisfy the longings of the soul the way that Jesus can. It may feel good for a moment, but those moments are fleeting. But Christ is everlasting, unchanging, unwavering, all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present, never-changing God. That's the God that we worship. That's the God that we serve, and that's the God that's resting, ruling, and abiding in our hearts if we repent and believe in him. All these things can feel good for a moment, y'all. As Christians, let's call a spade a spade. There's some things out there that's going to feel good, really good, but it's only going to feel good for a moment. Once that moment's gone, that soul is still going to be longing for something, and you're going to have to run back to that thing over and over and over again. But it's never going to hit like the first high. It's never going to hit like the first high. And you'll chase that thing down time and time and time and time again in an attempt to try to get that longing of the soul filled. And it's just never going to satisfy. It's never going to give you what you think it's supposed to give you. What you think it's giving you. It's going to, it's going to please the flesh. It's going to appease the flesh real good. But it's not going to satisfy the longings of the soul. No one can love us like Jesus can. No one can satisfy us like Jesus can. You talking about wanting a good night of sleep? Rest in the Lord. Yeah, there'll be some days where you where you 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 feel you're getting some good sleep, but there's nothing like resting in the Lord, where you can have peace in your soul and you can lay down at night, even if, even if it's the dark night of your soul. Nobody can love you like Jesus can. Nobody can give you the hope and the joy and the peace like Jesus can. And we got to be ever so careful and ever so mindful that we're not out here, you know, falling for another gospel, falling for another Christ, nor are we preaching another, another Christ or preaching another gospel. There is no other gospel but the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not Christ and therapy. It's not Christ and um, philosophy. It's not Christ and... And finances. Not Christ and relationships. We talk about those things. But we talk about them in light of the gospel. Not you need both. For satis- for, for, for soul satisfaction. Because you don't. You only need Jesus for soul satisfaction. And as our souls are being satisfied and filled. God will show us how to work out our relationships. And work on our jobs. And all those things. But the job being the being at peace on your job is not going. Is not what is not. That's not salvation. Peace in your relationship is not salvation. Peace with your trauma in your past is not salvation. That's not salvation. Salvation is Christ has come. He died for your sins. If you repent and believe in Him, you shall be saved. And Christ's sanctification. As you abide in Me, we go seek those things that are above. Where Christ is, and we're gonna put the sin, we're gonna put sin to death therefore. That is sanctification. Not now that you are saved, let's go work on your relationship. No, now that you're saved, let's work on Jesus. And Jesus will then show us how to work out our relationship. So again, we're not preaching a gospel plus. We're preaching gospel. We're not preaching Christ and then the other Christs. No, there's only Jesus. And the more, the bigger that we make God in our lives, the easier it will be to walk this thing out. Not saying it will be easy, but it will be easier. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show right here on TikTok Live with your boy, Eddie D. We are live Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to thank you all so much already for the 2, 2,600 likes that we have um, in, um, um, on the live so far. And again, I want to thank you guys so, so much. I see all, up see already. Okay. I, I can't even, can't even be here long enough without it starting to act like a bedonkus again. <clears throat> all right. So here we go. Um, let me see. Give me, give it a minute. Give it a minute. There we go. All right back on every time i try to um you know start talking you know here we always start some mess i see y'all have been in the in the box um hard this morning boy i see you got 70 comments i'm scrolling down um let me see what y'all got in the box gonna answer some questions um let's see somebody said god is pro-slavery and go freaking figure those people are never late (laughs) never ever late um so let me I feel like bringing that topic up I will. Let's see. Um claiming you you're above everyone else makes you above everyone else. Um so you missed everything that I was talking about, so I'm not going to worry about that. Um kids death due to cancer. Um let's see. Um God stopping cancer. I'm writing down everything you guys are saying so I can get to the uh, comments. Uh, good morning, Mike. Good to see you this morning. I hope you're doing well. That's why Christians treat me like I'm less than them. Um, um, uh, Christians treat me less than. I, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Um, um, Guillermo Morales says, are you really that lonely? No um, let's see, um, might as well post YouTube videos, blah, 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 It's gonna ramble, um, right, yep, 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 let's see, can't be talking about religion and being a Marvel fan, um, let's see, religion plus Marvel, let's see, take the log out of your own eye, When you coming on the spec of somebody else's eye, ha, <laughs> I like that, um, Um, Christian stole the story of Horus, created by Emperor Constantine. Rectify worshiping the God that condones slavery. Now, dead trains never late. Um, So you just want an echo chamber? Appreciate you sharing. Let's see, giving hundred forty-four thousand dollars. There's that dude talking about the evidence of God. He came back today. Good to see you this morning. Um, Mark Sagan's here in the house. What's going on, Mark? Glad to see you back with us again today. Um, let's see. Desire leads to suffering. Even desire of Jesus in heaven. Um, worshiping universal dictator. Good morning, Latoya Wellborn. I hope If you're still on, um, bringing that topic up only if God is leading you to, um, let's see. Um, you said uh, Nicole. Did you say, did you say something in here? I didn't see what you said. If you said something in here, um, I didn't. I don't see. I didn't see what you said. If you if you said something, let me keep let me keep scrolling. You might have said it further down. I'm at the end of the um chat. Are you completely satisfied with Jesus? Seems like the average unsatisfied Christian. Um. Um. And Tilly said, "Cool shirt. Thank you. I appreciate you." Appreciate you. My wife made this shirt, actually, for me. Um, let's see. All right. There was something in here that someone said. Um. <clears throat> um let's see. All right. So, um give me one second. there was something somebody said in here that I wanted to jump on um, let's see. All right, so Sikhs asked the question about children dying of cancer um, and whether or not um, um, something um, something about kids with cancer and so I wanted to bring that up. And as I'm doing this, I want to um, unmirror my camera so that way you guys can actually see the shirt um, that I'm wearing right now. Um, you know, my favorite um, Marvel movie is um, Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier. And that's like the line of the movie. I'm with you to the end of the line. Love that movie. Um, and so I really, really love it. Um, and so, but again, uh, Sikhs um, asked the question, you know, of kids dying of cancer. You know, is God, you know, part of it or not? Um, so as the believers in God, um, you know, and this is again, it's always as a believer in God, um, we know that, um, God is, you know, he reigns over all things. He is the, he is the author and the finisher of all things. Um, and as a result of that, um, there are things that are happening in the world, um, both good and bad. And he is the, he holds all things together. We also know that sin has entered the universe. It is, it's cracked the entire universe. The world is not operating the way that God originally designed it. Cancer was not a part of the original plan, uh, but through, due to sin, and due to sinfulness, you know, things have happened. And as a result of that, you know, there are bad things that happen in this world all the time. I talked about this a little bit yesterday. That is always fascinating to me how God gets a hundred percent blame for all the bad stuff that happens, but zero percent of the credit that anything of anything good that happens. You know, anytime something good happens, most often unbelievers want to give credit to everything but God. But the second that something bad happens, or there's something bad going on in the world, or there's something bad has happened over the course of history. They want to use that as the reason to not believe in him. So, you know, God, so, you know, you know, cancer kills kids. Why would God allow that if he's a loving God? Dude, sin broke the universe. Bad things are going to happen. Bad things have been happening all throughout the course of history. Bad things happen in biblical history. Bad things have been happening ever since the beginning. Like that's that's nothing new. Bad things have always been happening. Good things have been happening too, though, because for every kid that has died of cancer, there have been kids who have not died from cancer. For every you know person who you know has died in a car accident, there have been people who have been in car accidents and walked out of those car accidents fine. For every house that's been torn apart, there have been houses that actually you know stood up. You know, where, where are, are we going to say where was God then? You know, no. We're always going to talk about the bad stuff. Where was God when this person died? Where was God when this person died? Where was God when this? But we never talk about where was God when he when the when the when the house stayed up? Where was God when that kid walked out of the hospital cancer free? Where was God when you know all these other things? So the first, so that first part, you know, the first part of the 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 argument for me is we never want to give God the credit for the good stuff that happens. We want to give credit to science. Want to give credit to hard work? Want to give credit to effort? Want to give um, credit to achievement? But we never want to give God credit, you know, for all for all that for any of the good stuff. We never want to give Him any credit. But the second something bad happens, oh, that's the reason I don't believe in God now. Because if God was so good, then why would He allow this to happen? We live in a broken world where broken people do broken things. We live in a broken world where sin has just wrought its evilness around everything and everybody. Like again, the entire world is not operating the way that it's supposed to. You know, bad things are going to happen to people all the time. You know, if 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 if, if there if, no, if there was no cancer, then there'd be no issues whatsoever, which is what you really which is partly what people are really trying to say is that they want a life problem free. And if God was so loving, he would have he would have had us to create a world that was problem free. The problem is he did that. And what did we do with that? We squandered that by deciding I'm going to do what I want to do rather than do what the creator told me to do. That's the whole point of the operation. Like God has given us, he's told us to do something. And us in our finite thinking, think that we know better than God. That was, that's the whole exercise of the tree in the garden. God told them not to eat of the tree. It's really simple: don't eat of the tree. And what did they do? Beguiled by Satan, ate from the tree. Dummies. But that's what we do. We, 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 want, we want a life problem free, but we don't want to serve no we don't want to obey nobody. We just want to, we want to obey ourselves. And so you know, we have a world that has problems in it. We have a world that has problems in it. And one of those problems is that cancer kills kids. Yes, it does. It kills kids. It kills adults. It kills dogs. You know, (laughs) cancer kills. Like I said to y'all yesterday, which is the second part of the argument for me, the weapons are going to form, y'all. Then the weapons are weapons. And they hurt. And sometimes they kill. It doesn't mean they prosper When it comes to destroying the soul. Heaven and earth is going to pass away. But the soul is what matters. You can kill this body. All day. But at the end of the day. Where's the soul? Because if I'm here. I'm with Jesus. If I die. I get to be with Jesus. So whether I live or die. I'm with the Lord. So. The, the weapon can kill this body. Come on, can, can we come on, y'all? Come on. The weapon that formed was an axe or a guillotine that chopped off the head of Paul. The weapon prospered when it came to killing his body. But it didn't prosper when it came to his soul. You see what I'm saying? Peter was crucified upside down the weapon was formed and the weapon prospered to kill the body but it didn't prosper when it to kill the soul cancer is a weapon and that weapon can kill but it doesn't have to kill the soul see that's the problem with us we think that these that if god was so good he would just that's not the point of the exercise The point of the exercise is not about this physical world. We're living this life to live again in the life to come. Now, it doesn't mean we don't pray away cancer if we can. You know, I wish these faith healers who get in these churches and have these manifesting church, you know, moments and these word of faith moments and use their coats to blow people away with spiritual breakthrough would do that stuff in the hospitals. I really wish they would. Like, you really want to put the power that God has given you to use? Go to these hospitals and heal these folk in the hospitals. Or is your, or is your power only re, only relegated to the worship hour and the worship conference that you put on? You see what I'm saying? Like, if you if, if these word of faith people really have the power to heal people, they should be on the front lines of hospitals. COVID shouldn't have stood a chance. Against the Christians. If these faith healers were really faith healing. You see what I'm saying? They should have been up and they should have been in the front lines of the hospital saying, be healed of COVID. Be healed of COVID. Be healed of COVID. Be healed of COVID. COVID shouldn't have stood a chance. Donald Trump probably would have got four more years. Be healed. But nah, those same faith folk. Who talk about like, touch and be healed? You know, let me do my arm, um, my coat wave, and all that type of stuff. They were the first ones saying, you know, we're gonna go virtual because you know this COVID out here, and we ain't trying to, we ain't trying to get that COVID. You know, we ain't trying to get that COVID. So you know, y'all, you, you know, y'all, y'all stay, y'all stay home. We are we to heal. We're gonna, we gonna send you some holy water for nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling. You see what I'm saying? And those are the type of folk that give Christians such a bad rap because they out here doing this stuff but again they're they're not, and I understand and I empathize like why y'all ain't in the hospitals why y'all aint in the hospitals curing stuff now right so but again I'm that's that's an aside I went off on a tangent my point is cancer kills it, it is it is uh, it is a consequence of the fall a consequence of the fall of man. And again, ain't no we can do about that. Ain't no we can do about that. We pray, we can pray it away as much as we as much as we can. And if God so He sees fit to create a do a miraculous healing for one person, to God be the glory. But that's not a blanket statement that is going to happen for everybody. It's not. It's not a blanket case that everybody's going to be going to have that same supernatural healing of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the cancers come to show a person that no matter what state you're in. This is how you be content. I've learned the secret of contentment through the power of Jesus Christ. As it says in Philippians chapter 4. That's I know how to I know how to be high. I know how to be low. I know how to be rich. I know how to be poor. I know how to, you know, how to, be, how to have a whole lot. I know how to be in need. I can be in any state through Christ who strengthens me. I can prevail through any circumstance through Christ who strengthens me. Doesn't mean that I'm going to overcome everything. this physical world that something may take me out in this physical world but nothing can take my soul nothing can take my soul so again if i'm here i'm with the lord if i die i'm with the lord so whether i live or whether i die i'm with jesus me and jesus are rocking solid we i he it can't nothing take that away from me and again i tell y'all my story I tried to walk away from the Lord. Okay. For two years. I tried to walk away from the Lord. And the Lord was like. Where are you going? How he, did, how Kevin Hart did it. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> Jesus wasn't letting me go. I tried to walk away from him. And he was like. Nah, bro. Where do you think you're going? Oh, 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 you thought it was over, huh? Oh, I could. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what you do now. Huh. <laughs> are you tired yet? Are you tired yet? Are you tired yet? Like. At the end of the day, like, you know, God loves us so much that once we are his, He nothing can take us out of his hand. No matter how shallow or how weak our faith may be, our faith, even if it never grows beyond the size of the mustard seed. Like the whole point of it being a mustard seed is supposed to, it's supposed to grow, right? It's a seed planted in the earth, supposed to grow. But even if our faith ain't nothing but a mustard seed from now till he come back and get us, that faith can move a mountain. That faith can move a mountain. So even with us with weak, shallow, weak, shallow relationship with the Lord, nine times out of ten, as far as as far as my word tells me, even those with weak, shallow faith are still going to get in the kingdom if they've repented and believed in Jesus. And so, again, I'm saying all that to say that, um, you know, the weapons are going to form. But it doesn't mean that they will prosper. The weapons will form. But it does not mean that they will prosper. So we as the believers in God, we got to be ever so careful that we, that we as the believers, we got to be ever so careful that we're not falling for the trap or the hype of, because I'm in, the, I'm in a relationship with Jesus Christ, that means that everything's supposed to go my way. It's not so. Sin still reigns in this world. And as a result, there are things that are going to happen in this world that we're just not going to like. There's some things that are going to happen that's not going to make sense, and for the unbeliever, until you have a relationship with the Lord, what, why, God, why things happen the way they do will not make sense. They will not make sense, and your and our finite minds will never be able to comprehend the mind of God. Will never be able to comprehend the things of God, the things we read in Scripture, the way that we were meant to. Some people are living and dying on a hill of Christ-endorsed slavery. Y'all going to live and down that hill It's going to cost you the kingdom. It's going to cost you the kingdom. But again, I I, I can only tell you what I know. I can only tell you what I believe based upon what God has shown me and what God has shown a whole host of others. Because, again, this isn't just my personal knowledge. This is, you know, upon the backs of our ancestors, our Christian brothers and sisters dating back, you know, 6,000, 8,000 years. Like, you know, we can only tell you what we know. So again, you know, but you, but a lot of y'all are going to live and die on hills and that's going to cost you the kingdom because with your finite thinking, you're trying to understand the mind of God and we can never understand him fully. We can only understand him to the point that he allows us to understand him, know him the way that we are meant to know, we're meant to know him, but we can know a whole lot about him. But again, even after we say the truth, that hill that you're living and dying on is going to cost you the kingdom. If kids dying from cancer is the hill that you're gonna that you're gonna stand on, and that being the reason why you won't you won't love God, then that's the hill that's gonna cost you the kingdom. And no matter what I say or what anybody else says or any other platform or any other um, you know, um TikTok live or whatever, where you get a chance to go back and forth to hear your own voice being being said, it's gonna cost you the kingdom. No matter how much no matter how much you ask the question the answer is always going to be the same and so again I say all that to say you know don't let that be the hill that you that you that you end that ends up costing you your soul because God is trying to say to you I got the answers if you're willing to listen and I got the answers if you're willing to allow me into your life so that I can show you what all this stuff means you're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy, Eddie D, right here on TikTok Live. I'm with y'all Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I certainly do thank, the, um, thank y'all for the 3,300 likes that we have so far. I'm going to go into the chat box again to see um, what's going on in the chat box. Um, let's see. Um... Tilly asked the question, do you believe that when a couple sins over and over, would their actions give their baby cancer? Um, I don't believe that, um, in terms of like, you know, sin, here's the consequence of your sin. Um, but I do believe that, um, that a couple should be mindful that their sins don't fall onto their children. um. And so while I'm not one to say, you know, you know, oh, the reason why that kid got cancer is because their parents were sinning, because you got a lot of parents that sin a whole lot and they kids ain't got cancer. Um, I do believe that, you know, sins are generational. Sins are transactional. And so it might not show up as cancer, but it could show up later on as bad behavior could show up as, you know, promiscuity, could show up as, um, you know, um, arrogance, um, defiance toward um, adults, a defiance, you know, toward um, to, toward teachers, you know, could show up as fighting, um, you know, students and stuff, or could, you know, show up as depression and anxiety and those sort of things, um, you know, we got to be careful that we don't allow our sins to overtake us to the point where they overtake our children Um, because a lot of times we don't what we're not watching what we're doing in front of them or we're trying to watch what we're doing in front of them but they still pick up on stuff Um, so again no I don't think that a child having cancer is the result of their parents sinning um, unless you know they have a intimate relationship with the Lord and the Lord reveals it to them to them personally that the reason why their kid has cancer is because they sin. Like if that's between that's between them and God. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't prescribe to, you know, oh that's the reason. That's the reason that kid got cancer, because they were out there doing all that dirt, because I did a whole lot of dirt in being judgmental, in being um, you know, hard hard hearted, being stubborn, arrogant, um, you know, um having a wandering eye. Like I was doing a whole lot of stuff wrong. Um, between my wife and me and, you know, if, 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 if all the sinning that I was doing, um, you know, what is, um, you know, what in, in the direct result was one of my kids, heaven forbid, but one of my kids, you know, catching, you know, a, a, a debilitating disease of any kind, um, then, you know, you know, then that would, that would be terrible, Um, but I don't think that that is the reason I think that God just allows things to happen the way that they do, coupled with the fact that sin has wrought in this world. Um, and sometimes it's beyond the parents. You can have great loving parents and kids still get cancer. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that is, that, that can still happen. And so again, we got to be careful that we don't, um, we don't, um, nullify the the person and work of Jesus Christ, um. And in, in in doing so, act as if, you know, sin count is the reason why things are happening a specific kind of way. It could be, but it's not the prescription. Like, that's not something you're going to get from me. Again, you're watching the True Gospel Morning Show right here on TikTok Live. Let's um, see. Let's see. Um... <clears throat> let's see. um What we got going on, what we got going on. Um, da dun, Dunta, da. D. Dunta, dun, dun. let's see yeah, y'all in here talking a whole lot about something. Mm. Let's see. Let's see. Y'all in here just arguing with each other. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Looking to see if there's any. Um. Um, the king asked the question, what if there was no book to tell you how to love God? How would you love God? Um, so glad good. It's very good question. Um, so the way that it was done back in the Bible days, uh, was by word of mouth. Um, the, um, the. The original way that you know people talked to each other about the Lord was through talking. They actually used their words. Um, the original Hebrew text was memorized by pretty ba- by basically every every person who you know knew how to read as they were growing up in school. Um, everybody would go through school, and you know there were kind of levels to school. Um, you would have your people. Um, everybody would you know would enter into school. And, like, the first three or four years of of, of of the scholastic aptitude would be including Bible memorization or scriptural or scroll memorization. And so you were literally memorizing all of the Old Testament. So you knew all of the Old Testament. Growing up, you, you learned and memorized the entire Old Testament. Um, and then there were, again, levels to this thing. And so once you graduated from memorizing, you then go into... Um, Go into um, you know being able to give it back to the teachers, and then there was interpretation. Can you interpret what these scriptures mean? And on and on and on you would go to try to go through rabbinical school to try to climb to you know the top um, and become a rabbi. And so everybody knew these scriptures. Like you know you, you back in, the, in in the Hebrew time, like you you knew them scriptures. Like you may not have known, you may not have um, you know been, a, been able to preach. But you knew them, like most of most folk knew the scripture. They knew the scroll. They knew the text. And so um, before there was a Bible, there was simply just word of testimony, word of mouth. Um, before the Bible, you know, people were going into each other's houses and talking regularly about the Lord and talking regularly about the relationship with the Lord and, 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 and growing in their gospel and growing in grace. You know letters were written from you know from the apostles to the um and the preachers to different churches throughout the lands, and some of those letters became a part of our new Testament you know the letters of paul the letters of peter the letters of james the the letter of james the letter of um of jude um the letter of um the letters of john like those letters um became a part of the new testament um and so um you know so that but that's how it was in the beginning. No one was reading, you know, Paul's letter, chapter and verse. Matter of fact, chapters and verses weren't added to our Bible until 1200 and 1500, respectively. Um, and so, so for us, you know, there, there was no book. We had scriptures, you know, again, the original Hebrew text. But even then, they didn't have the New Testament back then. So they didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All they had was word of mouth. But they but they testified to the goodness of God and eventually they sat down, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in particular, and wrote out everything that they knew, everything that they um that they had known about God, about Christ and him in and, and, and everything that he did for them. Um Paul, you know, same way, he knew he knew those those, oh, those old testament scriptures. Like he knew them like the back of his hand. He t- he tells us in one of his letters, if you're talking about a Jew, I'm a Jew or Jews. Hebrew, Hebrew, or Hebrews. <laughs> you wasn't nobody about to outdo me. Are you kidding me? If it, shoot, I was the head, I was head. I was I was ahead of everybody. Times ten. You know? Um But he wasn't reading the New Testament to give, um, to give the word to the Lord, to give the word to anybody. Like it was all, you know, it was all up here and all in here. Um, and the Holy spirit, let's, let me, let me, let me back all the way up. It's the Holy spirit that was doing that work of weaving all this together to begin with. Um, because, you know, again, he inspired us all Uh, he inspires us all to be able to speak about him and to speak about his love, speak about his grace and speak about, you know, his, um, have loving kindness. As a matter of fact, he told Peter, you know, this, um, when, he said, when, when he said, you know, who do men say that I am? And they said, some say Elijah, some say a prophet, um, some say that you're a great teacher. And then Jesus was like, but well, who do you say that I am? And Paul was like, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, you, you said right. And his um, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but it came by the Spirit. So we need the Holy Spirit to be able to even interpret what we're reading. You see what I'm saying? Um, so it's the Holy Spirit that, that guides and the Holy Spirit that leads and the Holy Spirit that's allowing us to give this truth to all of us. And so that's how, you know, we were able to know the love of God um, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the God and God orchestrating this whole thing from Genesis, even before Genesis, all the way to now. Um and so um and so that's how we believe and that's how we know. And as I said, the whole point of belief because he followed up by asking the question, what if the book was written to mislead you? Here it is. If I get to these pearly gates and it ain't Jesus, I'm doomed. It's really that simple for me. So if I'm being misled, so be it. There's no other gospel for me. There's no other Christ for me. I'm all in with Jesus. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. I don't want you to be lukewarm. Don't have your foot one way in and one way out. You're either in it or you're out. You're either for me or against me. If you ain't ain't rocking with me, then you are an enemy. It's really that simple for me. You know, and again, I believe in everything that Jesus said, so it is what it is. If I'm being misled, then when I get to them gates at the end of the day, then I'm done. It's over with. It is over with. It is over with. But that's what we all as believers believe. If if we get to them gates, and and it ain't Jesus meeting us at them gates, then we are done. It is. It's a done deal. It's a wrap. Go and send me, send me to the bad place. Send me to the other place because I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm willing to bet that I'm not. But if I'm wrong, so be it. But that's what belief is. Belief is I'm pushing all my chips in. I ain't got my one foot in and one foot someplace else trying to hedge my bets like a lot of us do. I'm going to believe in Jesus. I'm believe in Buddha. I'm a believe in um, Allah. I'm going to believe in um, Confucius. I'm going to believe in Tao. I'm going to believe in all of them. So that way, whoever whoever's there at the end... I can say that I'm in. Nah, it don't work like that. Jesus said, I am the way. Not I am a way. I am the way. There is no other way. And so if I'm with him, then I'm with him all the way. All these chips, cashing them in. All these chips, pushing them in. I'm all in. So if I'm wrong at the end, it's over with. So if I've been misled, so be it. It is what it is. But I can't say that I believe in Jesus, but then rock with somebody else. As we just said earlier in the in the script, that's putting something else preeminent or putting something even equal with, with, with God and equal with Christ. And no, he, he, I will have no other gods before me. Hashtag, G, hashtag God. I, you shall have no other gods before me, period, point blank. It, it, no, it, it don't work like that. He's either God or he's not. He's either preeminent or he's not. He has he will not be equal with anyone else. So either he's, he, either he's it or he's not. And so if this book's misled us, so be it. But at the end of the day, I'm pushing all my chips in because Christ said, I am the way. T-H-E, the way. There is no other way. And so, again, don't be fooled by these other gospels saying there is another way. Don't be fooled by these false Christs out here saying there's another way. Because if you do, then you're saying, and I'm talking to the believers. If you do, then you're saying to God, you ain't God like you think you are. Because I found something else that's giving me the satisfaction that I want. Rather than settling for the satisfaction that I need. You're watching the True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D right here on TikTok Live. I'm with y'all from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm grateful that you guys have this have given me this opportunity to be able to speak to y'all today by staying on the live as long as you have. I'm really grateful Um that you guys are, 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 um, are here with us. Um let's see. Um Um, don't know who Chewy was talking to in that regard. Again, y'all going back and forth in there. Um, let's see. Um, Um, Spock asked the question, what version of Jesus do you think is correct? God's offspring, Trinity, angel, prophet, exalted man. Um, I don't know if you're talking specifically to me, but I will answer the question. I believe Jesus is You know, everything but an angel. Um, He is not an angel. He is a part of the Godhead. Um, And so everything that Jesus says he is, I believe he is. Everything that Jesus said that he is not, I believe he is not. Um, So if you go through an exhaustive list of all the things that Jesus said that he is, that is what I believe. Um, And so, um, you know, just go down through the scroll and see and, you know, go from there. Um, Let's see what else is going on in this, um, in this chat box. Um, let's see. Um, um, let's see what's going on. that one okay I want to thank you guys for the 3500 likes that you've given so far as well I'm really grateful for you guys for um, deciding to like um, you know this, um, this live on this morning really I'm grateful for everybody who is here on today um Vibranium legs asked the question: What about animal suffering? Animals didn't sin. Animals get cancer. Animals kill each other. Um, this goes back to what we re- what we prescribed before when we talked about the fact that um, that you know sin has broken the entire world. We got to remember that animals are a part of the created order. They are a part of creation, um, and so animals are not. Acting the way that they were meant to act, either um, not not the way that God had originally designed, um, and so um, so sin rocks in them as well. Um, um, and it's not that they are sinning; they are not souls. Um, but you know, look at it from this look at it from this perspective. Um, animals are not you know acting in the way that God originally designed because sin messed them up um, trees are not treeing the way that they ought to be treeing and again this is stuff that we cannot fathom because you know in order to understand it you really have to dig into the scriptures to really get a real understanding of what all this what all this means but the trees are not treeing the way that they should the mountains are not mountaining the way that they should the Sun is not sunning the the way that it should, um, the the stars in the sky are not starring the way that they the way that they should. They are fantastic and amazing and awe inspiring and awe striking, but they're not operating the way that they are were originally designed to operate. The sun, I mean, the sand on the sea on the seashore is not sanding the way that it's supposed to. Um, uh, the, the oceans don't ocean the way they're supposed to the way that they're originally designed to. Um, you know, and again, we won't know what what that really means or what that really looks like in the physical until Christ comes back and purifies this world and, and brings it back to its rightful order. Um and so that's why so when animals you know die and suffer and get cancer and all that type of stuff, it is a consequence of the fall. It is a consequence of sin. And because it's a consequence of sin. You know, that's why things happen the way that they do. You know, again, um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 speaks on this. Chapter 8, verse 18. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation, everything in creation, us, the animals, the grass, the trees, the mountains, the valleys, the rivers, the lakes, the oceans, volcanoes, the tectonic plates, the magma, all that. All of creation, the sun, the moon, the stars, the sky, the clouds, all of it, all of creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with it, with patience. So the whole creation knows that this ain't it. All the creation knows this ain't it. How I'm, how I'm working right now, God designed me for greater than this. God designed me for better than this. So all of creation is in is intrinsically groaning with pain saying come renew this world come restore this world back to its to gro- the glory that you designed it in all of creation's doing that So again yes animals getting cancer animals kill each other 100% they were not designed to do that they were not designed to do that. The wolf should should lie with, should be able to lie with the lamb and be safe. The, 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 the sheep should be safe with the wolf. Right now, wolves and sheep don't get along. They do not get along. Lions eating grass. Where they do that at? Lions don't eat grass. <laughs> Lions eat other animals. But God says in the word, that is the type of peace that should be brokered in the world to where you see animals actually getting along with each other in a way that they never have gotten along before. You know, when we see, you know, animal um uh animal trainers, they they like they they have these big cats like the tigers and the lions that are able to play along with them. That's how we ought to be able to play with the animals. That's what God originally intended. That we are actually we actually have dominion over them and we not be terrified of them. That we should be able to play alongside with them and not worry about whether or not they're gonna make us dinner. You know whether we're gonna be a snack, and so, um, so you're one hundred percent right. Animals should not, you know, be suffering. But because of sin in the fall, they suffer, just like everything else in creation is suffering because everything is warped, and it's warped because of sin. And the day is coming when God is going to purify this entire universe and bring it back to its former glory, and it's going to be better than we ever could have anticipated it being. And in doing so, we'll be able to marvel at how awesome God really is because we're able to see exactly what this world is supposed to be. When he's talking about water that tastes like sweet wine, let's go. I'm excited. Where that at? And so, again, um, so you're absolutely right. Animals um, are going through the same sufferings that we're going through, not solely, but... Um, you know, they they are they are intrinsically going through the same suffering that we're going through in awaiting the day that God comes back and, you know, purifies this world and make it the way that makes it the way that it was originally designed to be. You know, people talk a lot about dinosaurs, for instance. Like I I really do hope that the dinosaurs are there when we get there cuz I would very much love to run alongside them. I would very much love to own one and be able to run up and down the streets or wherever we're at on top of a dinosaur that would be my great that would be one of my great delights when we get to the kingdom of heaven you're watching the true gospel morning show with your boy eddie D right here on tiktok live i'm live with y'all from 6 a.m to 8 a.m monday through friday and certainly grateful for the 3600 likes that we have gotten today thankful also for the gifts and let me say a quick thing about the gifts all of the gifts that you guys give to this um to this um, this, uh, this, this live, um, none of that money goes to me. Um, I got my own job, pay my own bills, make my own money. I don't, I don't, I don't do this for money, but if you do decide to give to this ministry, everything goes to the subscriptions that we have that keep up our websites and keep up our, um, our, um, our podcasts. Um, there are replays of these of these um, morning shows every every morning. Um, right after the show ends, I go ahead and upload it to um, Spotify. Um, and so you can catch a replay of this show and every other show that we've done so far on Spotify. And um, and the money that is given to this wet to this site, to um, to this live goes toward the upkeep of those sites. But even if you don't give a dime to those, I can make my own money. I do my own thing. I can pay for all of that. So, again, I'm not telling anybody to give just like Jeff Toma 4. Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Um, and so, again, if you decide to give to the ministry, by all means, do what you do. I'm pumping y'all up. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, but again, know that no dime is going to me. I don't, I don't do this for money. I'm not doing this because I'm trying to get y'all to give me money. I'm not one of them NPCs that's out there trying to get y'all to get me to, Play with the um with the with the iron with the hot iron and, and lick stuff all day long to try to get y'all to give me money. That's not what I do this for. I do this because I love the Lord and I love y'all. Um, and so again, you know, any money that y'all do give, feel free to give it in the comfort of knowing that you are given to the cause of keeping up the websites necessary that we you know that we keep up to you know make sure that this message, this gospel message, is passed through the masses. So again, I thank y'all so much for the gifts. Thank you, Jeff Tomo. For um, for the um for the gift that you just gave, I really do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. And thank y'all for the now four thousand forty one forty two hundred likes um, that we've gotten so far um here on the live. I really do appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. Um, go through these um comments. I see you got thirty nine new comments since the last time um that I was was speaking. Um, let's see what's going on. Um, get down to it. There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, um, Spock said, why does sin break the world? God could just say new rules. Sin doesn't break the world. Um, that God's narrative. You, you, if you, and and so I'm going to say this disclaimer, if you really want to know, ask God himself. Because God is willing to give you an answer to that question. Um, So ask him yourself. Now, in that, God has designed his world to operate a specific way to tell a specific story. And so we are not in the seat to tell God how to tell his story. God tells his story how he chooses to tell his story. And this is the way that he chose to do it. He decided that he wanted to tell his narrative this way. And in doing so... Um, we, again, are not in the seat of judgment to tell God how to tell his story. Instead, we allow the king of the universe to be king. He is not a presidential candidate who has to bow to our will. No, he is a king who can do how whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it. And this is how he chose to tell his story. That, you know, he gave us a perfect world. And Adam and Eve messed that up by virtue of choosing themselves over him. And as a result of that, it broke everything around us. You know, that's the, that's the narrative that he's told. That's the story that he's told. And, you know, and through that, since then, sin has wrought in this world. And the only way that we can, we can be redeemed is through the power of Jesus Christ in believing in his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and future return. Excuse me. And upon repentance and belief, we are credited his righteousness. And in doing so, we are um, we are ushered into a peace with God that reigns both now and forever. And so um, and that's the story that God decided to tell. He could have told it any other way. Sure. But I am in no position. I am in no position to tell God how to run his universe because I ain't died for nobody. I can't die for the sins of the world. Only he only he can and only he did. And so I'm in no position to tell the king of the universe how to run his universe. He does it how he wants to do it. I'm just grateful that he thought enough of me and thought enough of you to be able to allow us to live long enough to hear his gospel message and give us an opportunity to choose him. You know, because he could have decided just to wipe us all out. And so that yeah, so that's that's the that's how that um that's how that works. Um, Let's see. Um. Said something about addiction. What was going on with that? Um, let's see. Um. Oh, Tilly, go. The girl, go, go. Tilly, my man, go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> I appreciate you for staying on with me though. Gotcha, girl. Um, the, the podcast is called the uh true gospel morning show, the podcast. Um in the same um the same box that you see for true gospel for the true gospel ministry is the same box that you see um on Spotify. So it's called True Gospel Morning Show the Podcast. Um and so um you type those words in and that's what you'll find there um chocolate princess good to see you my girl good to see you this morning i hope you, if you're still on i hope that you see this uh so i hope that you hear me um good morning um let's see mr mohawk otter beat otter bear says um that's called a tyrant not a king because he created them flawed funny because the chosen people disagree with you who supposedly speak for god and to god um he did but then save one family which he had to interbreed supposedly um um so um and Tilly no we're not on iTunes yet uh so I I forgot what my um what my um username and password is so we gotta do this whole thing and recreate usernames and passwords and all that stuff to to get it on Apple. Um but once I have it on Apple I will let y'all know. I'm gonna try to get that done within the next two weeks to try to get the podcast on um on on Apple. But it definitely is on Spotify. Um but um let's see I um So, again, I'm saying all that to say um, to Mr. Uh, Otterbear, unless and until you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, none of this is going to make sense. None of this is going to make any sense, you know, because, again, we try to take our finite thinking and try to apply it to an everlasting God. And it it just doesn't work. It, It doesn't work. And, you know, if you if you just go through these comments that have been going back and forth today, that's what a lot of us try to do. We try to apply our finite thinking to the almighty God. And it just never works because we always end up in these frivolous debates over things that, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're not leading to salvation. They're not leading to righteousness. It just leads to us sitting on monuments Monuments of our own creation. Um, and so, you know, I can't, I can't make, I can't, I, I don't have the power. I don't have the power to make you see. I, I don't have that power. Um, Christ has to remove the veil. Christ has to remove the veil. He has to remove the scales from your eyes. He has to remove the the hardness of the heart in order to make you see that, you know, God isn't a tyrant. I can't make you see that. I can't make anybody see that. I can't make anybody see that God does not endorse slavery. I can't make anybody see that God, you know, does not endorse, you know, you know, rape and pillaging of women I can't make people I can't I can't make people see that that God doesn't endorse any of that stuff you know that takes the work of the Holy Spirit to help you to see that and to help understand that in order for God to get Christ to us he had to work through a lot of really unsavory evil hard-hearted people Jesus said it um, in the word um, that, you know, Moses, when he was writing the laws out, he had to make a lot of concessions. And God had to work through those concessions. And then on top of that, you know, they lived in a day, they lived in a time where, you know, Men and women were not seen as equals. I mean, we still don't see them as equals today in a lot of different ways and respects. We, we still don't have a respect for women like we ought to compared to men. And it seems like women are pushing that pendulum all the way to the other side and having no respect for men as a result of all the oppression that they've been through. You know. And so, you know, but I can't I can't make you see what God was up to in, in the midst of all of that stuff, because. That's God's work. All I can do is tell you what I know. And to tell you that God is not a tyrant. You know, the God, the love that God has for us is such to where he gives us a choice. He gives us free will. And in that free will, he allows us to decide whether or not we're going to rock with him or not. As I said last week. What God, who gives us free will and loves us, would force us into a relationship with him to where we have to live with him forever when we don't love him? You feel me? Like, if you don't love God now, what makes you think that you're going to love to be with him forever? You hate him now. Why would he force you to love him forever? You want to go to heaven, but you don't want the God of heaven. You see what I'm saying? Everybody wants love and joy and peace and no problems, but they don't want the God of the peace, love, joy, and no problems. Moses was talking to God and God told him, I'm going to make you like the other nations. I'm going to take the nations out. I'm going to put y'all in the promised land. I'm going to make y'all fat like those kings out there, but I'm not going to be there with you. And Moses said, well, shoot, what's the point? The only reason we are who we are is because of you. So if you go, what that mean for us? We ain't going to be no different than them. The only reason we're here is because of you. Moses understood we are nothing without the Lord. And, yeah, you can take us into the promised land. You can take us into heaven. But what's the point of going to heaven if you ain't there? That's hell. Hell is literally the absence of God. Literally the absence of God. You know, people talk about fire and brimstone and all that. But that's not what I'm afraid of with hell. Hell is the absence of God. That's what I'm afraid of. A place where God is not. We see glimpses of that now. In American culture. Can you imagine a world without God? I can't. And that's why. I rock with him as hard as I do. You know. And so again. What loving father. Would force his children. To love him. That's not love. That's being a tyrant. So why would God let you into the kingdom of heaven if you didn't love him here? Because if you don't love him here, what makes you think you're going to love him in eternity? Make it make sense. The math ain't mathing. And if he's a good God, he's not going to force you to live with him forever. It's like getting married to somebody that you don't love. You you are not going to live in that house you going to be cheating. You're going to be going to work, staying as late as hours as you can. You ain't going to never want to come home. I, well, I'm married to her. I'm married to him, but I don't love him. What's the point? He provides. He, he keeps a roof over my head. He keep these babies in check. He keep, the, he keep the fridge stock, but I don't love him. I go home to him, but I don't love him. Now he he provides me everything I need, but I don't love him. Make that make sense. That's what we say into the God of the universe. God, I don't want you, but I want everything that you got. I want heaven. I want the I want the, the city of Jerusalem the new Jerusalem. I want to never die. I want to never get hurt. I want to keep all I want to keep I want all the streets paved with gold. I want all that stuff, but I don't want you. Make that make sense the math ain't mathing on that. How can you say that you don't love God here, but you mad at him because He won't let you into the kingdom of heaven? The math ain't mathing the math ain't mathing, but I'm saying all that to say, even in light of that, I can't make you see what I see. I can't make you know what I know. I can't make you love who I love. All I can do is present it to you in hopes that you receive what I'm saying with an open mind and an open ear instead of being combative every single time you ask the question. Because at the end of the day, if the only reason why you're getting on here is to be combative with me, I have found my way to do this show without being combative and to God be the glory that I found the way so that I don't have to worry about being combative with nobody no more. And because of that, you're not going to get that from me. You will have to go on somebody else's live to get a back and forth dialogue in, in combat. I will answer your questions gladly, but you're not going to get a dialogue with me. It's going it's to be a monologue. It's going to be a monologue, except your fate, because this is... The True Gospel Morning Show with your boy Eddie D. And so, again, you know, I love the questions that y'all give. But at the end of the day, I can't make you see that God is not a tyrant. God's got to do that work. So I gladly step out of the way and say, God, do your work. I'm going to present the gospel like you told me to. I'm going to make disciples like you told me to. I'm going to sharpen iron like you told me to. I'm going to walk alongside my brothers and sisters like you told me to. I'm going to share the gospel with whoever will allow me to share the gospel. I will talk you know, as much as I like and as much as I want to on, on, on the show. And at the end of the day, or anywhere out there, you, know, cause you can talk to me in the DMs if you want to. I'm glad to talk to you in the DMs. But at the end of the day, I can't make you love them. I can't make you serve him. I can't make you see him. I can't make you know him. I got to get out of God's way and let God do his job. Let God do his work. But again, I love y'all from the bottom of my heart. And I'm praying that I'm saying something that allows you to see what I see, know what I know, and love who I love. Listen, I thank y'all so much from the bottom of my heart for the 6,400 likes on this show today. I thank y'all for your watch or your viewership today i thank you for the gifts that were given today i thank y'all for your comments today y'all were rocking the comment box in a way that i've never seen rock before in the history of this show even though we only three weeks old so i thank y'all so so much for all that you have done today i thank y'all for you know your comments i thank you for talking with me today i thank y'all for giving me this opportunity to be able to do what i do on today and listen I will be back here tomorrow morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, with another great episode of the True Gospel Morning Show. As always, if you can't see the good, be the good. I love you guys. Peace out, homies.